When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts, leave us a five-star review. I'm Johnny Venerable. He's Bo Brock on this loaded Arizona Cardinal Wednesday, and Bo, we've got so much to talk about. But before we do, special little announcement. PHNX, PHNX Cardinal family is expanding, is growing. We've known about this for some time. We want to welcome esteemed NFL Hall of Fame voter, Cardinals reporter, and writer now at gophnx.com, Howard Balzer, joining PHNX Cardinals, Bo Brock. Yeah, 40-plus years of NFL experience, a guy who's been around the block. He's been covering the Cardinals, even back in your, the St. Louis days. As you mentioned, Johnny, somebody that you've kind of followed his career. It's tough not to, so much insight, a wealth of knowledge as far as this league goes, and especially about our beloved Arizona Cardinals. Howard, I've seen him out there every day at practice. He's dialed in, and as far as, you know, uh, him being one of the NFL scribes, he's one of the best. And the fact that he was a free agent, and we were able to pick him up and add him to our team. Uh, another huge move. You know, we talk about the Cardinals slow offseason. We had a huge offseason. You know, I'm not trying to give myself too much credit, but hey, I joined Bill the Brock show. Also right? joined our team. Yeah. <laughs> I joined the show in April, and now we've got Howard Baltzer right before the opening kick on Sunday. You're going to be able to read his incredible work, and you're going to be able to do it at a discounted price, Johnny. You use the promo code Howard. You can get yourself $10 off an annual membership, which is huge uh, for people who just big Howard Balzer stands out there. I don't even know if he knows what that means. Yeah, we've leveled up, as the kids say, and I, I hate that yes. saying, but we picked him up as a free agent. We're excited about that. Somebody who's not a free agent but is not practicing right now is oh. J.J. Watt, Bulbrock, who we haven't seen practice for the Arizona Cardinals since before they left for Tennessee for that preseason game. About three and a half weeks ago, and you were live at Cards practice today, getting the scoop. Number 99, who was their highest paid player entering this year, has got a cap hit just under $16 million. Second consecutive preseason training camp for the Cardinals, in which he's on the shelf. This time, Bo Brock, it's a calf strain for big number 99. Yeah. It was something concerning. We didn't see him out there on Monday, on Labor Day, when the Cards took the practice field for the first time in preparation for the Kansas City Chiefs after the preseason, after training camp, all that stuff. You know, we knew what was wrong with Watt when they went to Tennessee, and, you know, we kind of know the timetable for that. So we found it kind of odd that J.J. was not on the practice field. Maybe he was getting a Veterans Day off on the holiday, and then when he wasn't out there on Wednesday, you know, it kind of – the red light went off and you, you kind of felt a little bit uh, concerned that it's more than him just dealing with the illness. So now we have, you know, a reason for that. And it's like the Arizona Cardinals, not only are they getting caught by the injury bug, but it's this, it's a similar injury. I mean, Zach Ertz, who's back out there today, he's working his way back from a calf. 
Colt McCoy, the backup quarterback, is lost for at least the first four games of the season with a calf injury. And J.J., but it sounds like J.J. is uh, is probably been the least, um, I guess, as far as the worst known? injuries. Yeah, like, well, not, not but not known. But when just talk, with Cliff talking today, and there was a little context, all these game time you know, decisions, it sounds like they're a little bit more hopeful when it comes to J.J. Watt and his calf injury than, say, you know, obviously Colt McCoy and, and you know, Trayvon Martin or Trayvon Mullen, I apologize, uh, coming back from the toe surgery that he had in the offseason. Yeah, and Kate Gordon uh, and folks in the chat saying that Watt returned to practice last week but immediately hurt his calf, and and yeah. that's that's yeah, been that's the true. case. And that that's, that's extra concerning because, again – he's going to have essentially about a month off from doing live reps in practice. And I know he knows, you know, all the scheme and alignments and everything and anything with Vance Joseph's defense. But I mean, when you're that old, you want to be able to be in the best possible physical condition you can be in to go up against Patrick Mahomes and company. It's going to be hard for JJ Watt as great as he is. He's a lock future first ballot hall of famer to be able to not roll off the couch, but roll off the training table and compete. And that's why I think a lot of Cardinal fans, Bo Brock, we're extra concerned this offseason. I know they don't play the same position, but you let Chandler Jones walk, who was by and large your best gifted pass rusher off the edge. But you're, we're going to say we're going to double down on J.J. Watt. We're paying J.J. Watt all this money. And then you really don't fortify the rest of that front seven. You don't fortify that front th- three. You've got Zach Allen in a contract year who himself has been banged up. And you've essentially run it back. This exact same defensive line last year that had injury concerns and problems. And oh, by the way, there's no Corey Peters to rely on. I would feel a lot better about this situation had the Cardinals made a sizable investment up front on the defensive line, either in the draft or in free agency, spent a little bit of money. And outside of, you know, a free agent pickup of Kiki, who they've cut now, they're going to go with mm-hmm. younger guys. I don't have a problem playing younger players, but you're doing it all over your defense and you're playing what is assumed to be a top one to three quarterback in the NFL on Sunday. Just to me, with Watt, it goes back to when you pay older players, and maybe this is why they're a little bit hesitant to do it now, over 30 years old, guaranteed money, this is what happens. Everybody on that injury report list, save for uh, Trayvon Mullen, who's brand new with the team, and he's in his own category, right? But Watt and Marcus Golden and Zach Ertz and Rodney Hudson and Justin Pugh are all over 30 years old, right? Yeah. Older guys get hurt. It's just the lay of the land. Right. No, I mean, it's, it's been kind of a theme far too often in Watt's career and something that he can't buck. And he, he'll be as transparent as possible with that. We've heard him say and mention his injury history last couple of times he's been at the podium. So, yeah, it's it's disappointing. You know, J.J. Watt, his acquisition transcended what he does on the playing field. It sent a message to the league as far as where the Cardinals were in their rebuild after year two of, of Kyler Murray. And it was that they were they were going to quickly become contenders. And I think that he became part of the, the recruiting process and getting players to the desert. And, and that's been, you know, that's been good. They've been able to kind of turn this roster, get to a team that won 11 games last year and had a playoff appearance. But with that, you know, you, you get the, the the dark side of that, you know, having to deal with the injury history and the inability to stay on the playing field. And we saw that with Watt, unfortunately, against this former team, his arm freaking explodes and he has to, <laughs> pretty much have, you know, go through surgery and, and rehabilitation and he's back for the Rams game and he's a shell of himself. And then you know what you're going to get when he even gets back on the playing field. It's concerning. It absolutely is concerning. And then you couple it with what the Arizona Cardinals, how they operate on a day-to-day basis and how they handle injuries and how they handle 
uh, you know, getting ready for a game and what they let us know about, um, they utilize that to their advantage. So we don't know, like, truly the severity of these injuries. We can only kind of take key elements from what Cliff says and what we're reading, what insiders are giving us. Uh, but, you know, as far as, you know, ranking these guys like J.J. Watt, we'll see what his availability is. Because outside of that, it's going to be it's going to be Zach Allen. It's going to be Rashard Lawrence in the middle. And then it's going to be probably Michael Dogby if J.J. Watt can't go. And then you've got those outside linebackers like those. It, there's going to be so much pressure on those guys to perform and outplay expectation to to really supplement a, a, a defensive secondary that's going to have Marco Wilson and, and Byron Murphy as your starting corners. And I talked to By, uh, Marco today, and we'll hear about that later. But it's it's really going to be a tough tough task to slow down the elite offenses in the NFL and the Kansas City Chiefs. Without JJ, even with yeah, him, it's, it's tough. Yeah, it's unfortunate. We just contextualized the Watt situation, and everybody was excited when this move was made. And when he's on the field, he's been productive for the Cardinals. Like his production when he is available is, I think, what the Cardinals paid for last year. I yeah. even think his numbers superseded exactly what, or didn't tell the story of exactly what the Cardinals were getting. Uh, hurry up plays and pressures. And, you know, just his ability to get after the quarterback, stop the run. I mean, the Cardinals were humming. That's a big reason why they were 7-0 yeah. and and even without Chandler Jones. So uh, it's it's demoralizing. I do think he will play Bo Brock. But, again, what can you expect, similar to the playoff game, when he's been out this long? Yeah, it, it's that's really going to be the thing to watch. And, you know, Zach Ertz made his way to the practice field. It sounds like if he comes back, he's going to be on a snap count. It's like... You know, you're going to have two guys that you have high expectations for and you were going to rely heavily upon. They're going to be on a snap count right out of gates. And I mean, Cliff said they're going to be smart with it. But, you know, with that, you, you got to temper expectations about what we're going to see from both sides of the football, from both the defense and offense. Uh, one thing that you can always rely upon for peaks, just being there for you. 8th Street in Tempe. They've got the great food, great beer, great atmosphere. In fact, join us this Saturday. 3.30, we've got our ASU watch party with this PHNX Sun Devils team. They're taking on the uh, Oklahoma State. I'm a man. I'm 40. Mike Gundy, <laughs> Cowboys. Enjoy the food, drink specials, and one heck of a good time on a massive screens all over the place. Check out the link in the show notes. Sign up for free to join us for our watch party. Got to be 21 years or older to enjoy. Uh, obviously, that sweet, sweet nectar responsibly. I also want to tell you about one of our brand-new sponsors, Unreal underdog fantasy, something that I heard about. I'd seen the ads all over my Instagram, and then I finally checked it out. Underdog fantasy. Got to tell you about the easiest, most fun way to spice up your football season. It's underdog fantasy in their pick 'em game. Just look for your favorite or least favorite players' stats. Pick between two to five players and your pick 'em entry, and whether you think they'll end up with higher or lower total. The stat in this week's game. Get your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. It's unreal. I've already been playing around with Major League Baseball. I'm going to get in tomorrow for the season kickoff against the Bills and the Rams. Can't wait for it. Can't wait to find out more about this Underdog Fantasy app. Follow along with me, Johnny's experience, PHNX, as we kind of dive in with our partnership with Underdog. You can search in the App Store. Click the link in the show notes. Sign up. Promo code HNX and Underdogs going to hook you up with your first deposit up to hundred dollars. They're going to double that, so you put in hundred bucks, you get a hundred free dollars to play around with. Underdog Fantasy 
promo code PHNX. Get in on the action today. Yeah, we're excited about Underdog. We're also excited about our guest of the week. He is the lead analyst for Arrowhead Pride covering the Kansas City Chiefs. He's a spoiled boy over there with his Chiefs. Ron <laughs> Cup Jr. joins the PHNX Cardinals podcast. Ronnie, how we doing? Thanks for jumping on. Man, I'm doing good, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Uh, wow, that, that was kind of a shot being spoiled, but you know. <laughs> I'll take it because it means it, it means we're it means things are going good in Kansas City. I grew up and they, and they weren't always they weren't always that way. So uh, we're liking stuff here uh, around here so far. Well, Ron, what? once upon a time, Andy Reid was a quote ninety nine percent likely to be the Arizona Cardinal next head coach, uh, and then the Chiefs kept him. They wouldn't let him get on the private jet, and they signed him, and then they they jumped the Cardinals for Patrick Mahomes. So I feel like a little bit of that's warranted, but we're excited for uh, the chief success for you guys. And we're excited about this matchup come Sunday. And Ron, first and foremost, you know, everybody's wondering what is Patrick Mahomes going to look like without Tyreek Hill? He looked great in the preseason, but that's preseason. He's got a lot of new parts to maneuver with. Cardinals are going through transition on defense. I think they're hoping, Cardinal fans are hoping that this transition takes a little longer for Mahomes and company than to figure it out in week one. What do you expect from this passing attack? Yeah, you're definitely right, man. It's going to be a huge change for him. I mean, one thing, not only losing Tyreek, but now defenses, I feel like, can really just key in on Travis Kelsey, right? That's his, That's going to be his comfort, you know, his comfort zone, right? His safety blanket. It always has been, but now even especially with all the new faces around him in the receiving core. And I think defenses understand that. And I think you're going to, I think every opposing defense is going to make it so hard on him and Kelsey to get that connection going. And so that's why he's going to have to rely on these new faces. I really think that'll be the case. And you know, it, it, it's still interesting to see. I mean, Juju has definitely stepped up and, and has seemed to be the number one receiver out of the in the entire group in terms of just, you know, not only targets, but it just seems like the big plays have been going to him in camp as well. Um, but MVS has definitely been stepping up as well, and, and I think him and Mahomes will have good rapport as well. You know, someone that we're all excited about, Sky Moore, uh, you know, as a rookie, you know, he's, he's going to have a tough time, you know, even seeing the field. So, uh, you know, with 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 kind of, you know, McCole Hardman in the, in the mix as well. So, you know, uh, it, it, it's a lot of new faces, but it, it seemed to be going well so far. But I really am curious to see how he handles defenses trying to take away Travis Kelsey so hard, because I think that's going to be the main thing. And I don't think their connection is going to be very, uh, you know, it, it's not going to be easy to get to uh, out of the gate, I'd say. Ron, I saw one of your uh, colleagues there, Pete Sweeney, quote out uh, Mahomes talking about, you know, who, who he's going to target. And he said he's going to spread the ball around. Like, should opposing teams be scared of uh, Mahomes kind of transitioning to this type of offense. I know he has Kelsey, but is it is it pretty scary to think that he's kind of dialed into two guys and now he's going to truly just be getting in his playmakers' hands, all of them? Well, exactly. No, I I think if if he can build that connection, you know, strong out of the gate, it is scary, right? Because you know, there's plenty of times last year. It, it's you know, Ty- Tyreek maybe maybe said some stuff on his podcast about them not getting you know suppressing his stats. Mahomes was forcing him the ball at times last year, even when they were double covering him, even when maybe it wasn't the right call. But it's just who he felt comfortable throwing to. And I really don't think he had very good, uh, a lot of confidence in guys like Demarcus Robinson or Byron Pringle, who are, who are no longer on the team. I think he does have more confidence than the guys he has now. I mentioned, you know, even Sky Moore, someone that might be lower on the totem pole right out the gate because he is a rookie and he's dealing with a lot of other pass catchers. But even him in camp, you know, Mahomes is trusted, you know, going to him. He's given him a couple opportunities in preseason, even though they haven't been able to hook up. But deep down the field, uh, you know, a couple of those targets. So, I, I, you know, I, I do think he, he's feeling good about, you know, the, the, the depth of his uh, receivers last year compared to or this year compared to last year. Right. I think he likes 
his third, fourth options a little more than last year where you just maybe really didn't even want to give those third or fourth options many opportunities because of the trust level. Staying on the offensive side, Ron, the Cardinals brought in ex-chief Daryl Williams to back up James Conner. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire appears to be the top dog in the backfield three years running, but he's kind of underperformed. I think that's fair to say, given his first-round status out of LSU. How has he looked to you in camp, and is he poised finally for that breakout season that so many of us telegraphed thought was coming a year or two ago? Right. Yeah. No, I think this year in camp, I mean, it's, it's obvious he's the lead back, right? Like he's getting all the first team reps, you know, most of the starting reps when they're in the preseason, you know, he he's not really necessarily splitting reps with anybody, but you know, I I've seen a few times in camp where he's, he's lined out wide, uh, you know, a couple of times and, and ran some routes out there, which I think that was kind of the whole appeal of him as a first round pick, you know, uh, when he was coming out of the draft. And I think we all wanted to see that right away and, and maybe it's just taking some time to get there. So that's one of the major things I want to see, you know, in the regular season, because I understand if you don't see that, you don't play that maybe in the preseason, right? Maybe you don't you don't show opponents that you're willing to, to go that to that in the preseason. So that's why maybe we didn't see it. But if we come out and see some of that where, yeah, maybe Clyde split out and, it, you know, and, and it kind of can mess with defenses, you know, the personnel, right? You know, maybe you have two backs in the game, but you're treating Clyde like a slot back, a slot receiver. So you got a heavier defensive personnel on the field now and, and Andy Reid can mess with that. So that, that's the appeal of it. But. You know, there are some exciting other backs, man. This Pacheco, you know, Isaiah Pacheco, any fantasy, you know, people, you know, they, they know his name because he's gotten the, you know, the the uh, appeal of the national media at some points, you know, when they visited camp. But uh, he looks explosive, man. I don't know how much, how many opportunities he'll get, you know, right away, but he is a starting kick returner and he's an explosive player. So when he has the ball in his hands, definitely look out for him. Before we get to the Chiefs defense and there's a little turnover there, but what's what's the overall, I guess, vibe you're getting from the Chiefs facing this Cardinals team? I mean, there, there's a couple, you know, it's it's uh, Mahomes, former coach. There's some comparisons between Kyler and Patrick Mahomes. Are they are they are they scared at this team at all or they say, OK, this is this is a good first week matchup for an offense and transition? Well, you know, Andy always does his his his, uh, his cliche. You know, well, looking forward to the challenge. But I I think yeah. they really are, man. I think I think Andy Reid understands. You know, he he first of all really respects Cliff Kingsbury as a coach. You know, someone that you know, helped them kind of make the decision on Mahomes a little bit coming out of the draft. You know, Andy says he trusted his you know his football knowledge and kind of his opinion that you know Mahomes was going to be a great player, and and that's pretty much what he told him. Um, and, and so I, th- I think there is respect for this team for sure. I mean, you know, he mentioned, you know, in his press conference today that, you know, the, he, he off the top of his head, he could say, yeah, they started seven, eight, no last year. And, and that's true. And, and, and they know that. And, you know, I definitely think, uh, you know, I, I think the Kyler Murray thing, that's one thing I'm really thinking the coaching staff uh, is looking forward to with this defense. There's a lot of young players in the secondary, a lot of inexperience uh, in the defense, even if they are veterans playing in this defense in the secondary. Someone like Kyler Murray is going to test that. So I think the coaching staff is looking forward to that. Johnny, let me cut in here real quick. I just thought it was funny. Cliff has been asked a ton about Mahomes, obviously. And he he had mentioned, you know, when Mahomes was going through the the draft process, there was actually a conversation that Cliff had with Mahomes trying to lure him back to Texas Tech for a final season. And he said it was reminiscent of a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. He was just like, yeah, I mean, we all knew the writing was on the wall. I just was kind of pulling my old Hail Mary there just because I could, but we all knew what was going to happen. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Well, he pulled that out for a reason because he knew how special Mahomes was. He wanted to keep yeah. him around, maybe, you know, try to win some more games at tech. So yeah, I, yeah. I get that. 
So, Ron, you mentioned the defense being in a little bit of a transition and, and defensive coordinator uh, Steve Spagmola has mentioned as much. You're integrating a lot of young players, much like the Arizona Cardinals. You know, the Cardinals had two kind of draft darlings during the spring that have ended up in Casey Red. It was George Karlofkis and Trent McDuffie were both mocked in unordinate amount of times to this <laughs> franchise. And so we got to know them very well. I was not a huge fan of Karlofkis. I didn't think his game translated from Purdue. On the flip side, McDuffie had great tape. The Cardinals have have nice history with Buda Baker and Byron Murphy drafting Washington defensive backs. What have you seen from the two rookies that would get you excited if you're a Chiefs fan and, and will either play considerable snaps on Sunday? Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. They both will. Trent McDuffie has been the starting cornerback since he walked uh, into training camp. Um, there's been no debate about that. Um, you know, Snead's probably the number one corner, but McDuffie's been playing on the outside opposite the entire camp. And yeah, you're right, man. They're probably going to have a little bit of a reunion before the game. Those Washington DBs. There's a lot, a lot on the field uh, this, this Sunday, but uh, you know, McDuffie, you know, we, we haven't seen much from him and I think that's a good thing. I think that means that he, he hasn't maybe had, had the mistakes that you sometimes, you know, you, you see from a cornerback and that's how they stand out to you. Right. He, he's had kind of a quiet preseason. He's made a couple of nice tackles in the flat, but uh, you know, I think that quiet preseason lends to something. I will say he left the last preseason game with a concussion. Um, but he is fine now. He, you know, he's he's uh, he full fully participated in practice and everything. But George Karloftis, man, that is somebody that I did not give enough credit to um, coming into camp. You know how how just technically sound he is as a pass rusher already. You know, we we all know he's a he has the motor right, and and he's a the powerful player. You know, has that bull rush down. But golly, I was I was very surprised with with you know how just technically is with his hand usage you know when you know where he's putting his hands on certain pass rushes when he long arms you know and and just the leverage he plays with and I don't know it, it, it's been very impressive to me I, I didn't give him enough credit for being a technically sound football player right away so I'm excited to see him for a full game I you know he's going to play a lot of snaps for this team man their defensive ends you know they, they need someone to kind of be that juice player and, and kind of bring it and and I think he has a chance to be I, I think they're going to give him that opportunity to be it. How much pressure is on those the veterans, especially in the front seven? You know, Chris Jones and you've got uh, Frank Clark still there. We we saw him play a ton for the Seahawks before the trade. You know, how much pressure is that front seven to be special with them trying to work in so many young players in the defensive secondary? Right. Yeah. No. The pass rush needs to step up, especially just because last year it was so disappointing. Um, you know, they, it's a crazy stat. Us and Chiefs Kingdom have been citing all year, but we're all off season. But we were or the Chiefs were fourth in t uh, team pressure rate, but 29th in sacks. And it just kind of tells you that, you know, they're not finishing plays maybe as much as they need to be. And, and you could kind of maybe see it sometimes in even the, the effort of the players. And there was a coaching ch change this year. You know, there's a new defensive line coach, Joe Colon. He was uh, with the Jacksonville Jaguars before. Um, and, and you know, it's it's something that some people have kind of pointed out, and maybe it's made a difference with with, you know, just getting that, that second, you know, uh, burst and kind of maybe finishing plays more, right? And instead of last year, you know, getting pressure but not doing it. And you saw it in the AFC Championship. It was one of the reasons they lost. So Kyle Orr is going to be really difficult to bring down, though, man. So even if the pass rush performs well, I could see even a similar, uh, you know, situation where maybe they're getting pressure on him but not getting him down. So it'll be a very uh, difficult test for him for sure. Uh, I'll end my question, Ron, uh, with this pertaining to your secondary. And there's been some transition, as we mentioned, with McDuffie. You brought in a new safety to replace Tyron Matthew, who's well-known in these parts. How do you go about replacing a, a player like that who emotionally brings so much to the table? And do you think there'll be a little bit of drop-off uh, while they figured out the first four to six weeks without the Honey Badger? 
Man, yeah, that is definitely a point of a point of concern. I, I think leadership wise, right? I think I think to be honest with you, his on field play was starting to you know maybe maybe lack a little bit down the stretch sure. of last season, and and I think it was kind of why a lot of Chiefs fans were maybe even you know not super sad to see him go. But I honestly do think we're we're gonna maybe start missing him as these games go because you know I mentioned the youth in the secondary, and, and you mentioned it too. But you know, just not having that that leader that you know he's just another coach on the field, and and they're hoping Justin Reed can be as well, but. You know, Justin Reed's still 25 years old. He's played in the NFL for four years, but you know, the the experience Matthew had, you know, compared to that, you know, and 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 just just the innate leadership skills too. So it's going to be really tough, man. I do think it could stand out. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe uh, not having Tyron in that backfield. Maybe right away, I could see it maybe being noticeable. Yeah, hopefully Kyler can take advantage of that. Hopefully we're going to see a great game come Sunday. Terrific insight from our guy Ron Cop Jr. Follow him on Twitter at Ron underscore. Cop K O P P for our podcast listeners. Big thank you for joining the show, Ron. Tremendous insight, my guy. Thanks, Ron. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Ron killed it as far as giving us kind of a look behind enemy lines to steal a cliche, Johnny. But uh, yeah, let's let's talk about something fun here on the show. We're talking about OGs, OGs, unbelievable Arizona's cannabis kitchen, giving us everything we need and more. How about some free stuff from OGs? They got their flavoring life like sweepstakes. Yeah, if it's free, it's for me. One winner will receive not one, not two, but three bags of OGs gummies, including orange creamsicle and the tropical flavors. Get an OG's hat, PHNX shirt of your choice, like Johnny's wearing, like I'm wearing. You get a PHNX annual membership where you can read Howard Balzer's tremendous PHNX Cardinals work going forward and probably get that $10. You don't even need the $10 off if you win it in the Flavoring Life sweepstakes. Sign up at gophnx.com or click the link in the show notes. Check out OG's online, ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com and on Insta under the same handle, OG's Brands. Check out their products in your local dispensary. you got to be 21 years or older. Uh, Card still a six-point underdog at home against the visiting Kansas City Chiefs per draft. Kings right now, you can put 10 bucks on them at plus 200, make out a pretty penny. Uh, I, I wonder if this line will move at all before Sunday. I don't think so. Um, it feels like it's pretty set at six. Maybe I've seen five and a half. Over-unders at right around 54. I saw today the Cardinals were projected to score 23 and a half points, which would give yeah. Kansas City a sizable win over 30 points. Uh, I don't I don't love any of that, uh, but I do love DraftKings. <laughs> uh, so if you're feeling spicy on the Arizona Cardinals, listen, football fans, the first week of the NFL season is here. All you got to do, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app as they're hooking up fans right now. New customers just hooked up my dad and uh, the old man's on the app. And uh, he's putting $5 down on the Redbirds and getting $200 back in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for week one, everybody can experience the thrill, listen to this, of the DraftKings early win promotion starting tomorrow. Okay, it's simple. All you got to do, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use that promo code PHNX, bet on any NFL team to win. If your team gets a lead by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. So tomorrow, Buffalo Bills are up by 10. They lose. Doesn't matter. You get paid. But you got to use that promo code PHNX on DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See those show notes for details. Well, we're getting back to the shit show that is the Arizona Cardinals injury <laughs> report. We want to thank Ron for jumping on. People in the comments, they're in disarray, Bo. People are yeah. saying that the defense is below average, that we're going to get lit up by Patrick Mahomes. And listen, I'm feeling the anxiety as well. I felt really confident 
Uh, going into that Tennessee matchup last year, go back, check the tape. The Cardinals put an ass whooping on Tannehill and company. I don't feel that right now. And I think it is in part because of the fact that this defense has so many question marks. You were practiced today. You had to see it with your first eyes. Talk us. Mm-hmm. Can you talk me off the ledge, please? Because I don't feel good about it. I mean, you, you really just hope that this team can can find the the magic uh, healer out there that can get them back and, and fix all these calf injuries. Do, do we have the, our, 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 our kind of montage? Here? Yeah, here's our first injury report. We didn't see Marcus Golden. Rodney Hudson, it's nice to see that he's just a rest. So it, it seems like he's really trending to play even though Cliff tapped him as a uh, as a game time decision, Justin Pugh he was limited. He had that stinger. He's trending towards playing. Not not even seen on this list anymore is Rondell Moore. That's encouraging. But you know, sounds like Trayvon Mullen Jr. is going to be out. So this team, Johnny, is going to rely upon two guys that they were putting a lot of weight on their shoulders at the end of last year, and, and Byron Murphy Jr. And it's a good thing. It seems like he's a hundred percent healthy, and so is Marco Wilson. Might as well just uh, roll the uh, interview that I had with Marco Wilson today. I met up with him in the locker room and just kind of talked to him a little bit about his preseason. Emma, our producer. Spoke Rock out here, PHNX Sports. Marco Wilson, cornerback, Arizona Cardinals. Marco, how you feel going into your second season? I'm excited, man. Ready to go. Uh, ready to see what this new team got. Uh, I'm real confident in us. I'm just really excited. How did you feel your training camp went, preseason went, lots of playing time? You feel comfortable out there? Uh, yeah, I feel comfortable. I'm um, just working on my weaknesses every day. I'm um, just trying to become a better player and just be able to uh, perform for these next uh, 17 weeks going into the playoffs and everything else. Yeah, you told us before training camp began that you'd watch tape of all the plays you were beat on last mm-hmm. year. You use that as kind of fuel and just kind of study material. Are you mm-hmm. still doing that? Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, I already looked through that cut up. Um, kind of got my basis of things I need to work on, and I've been using that going into training camp, and I'll continue to uh, use those things going into the season so I could just sharpen everything I need to. That's a little bit of what we had from the Marco Wilson interview. We are limited how much we can show per show as far as uh, Cardinals content goes, but he, he I kind of went into like he also saw that there there was a couple plays that you couldn't do shit about. Like guys just like Odell Beckham Jr. in the red zone. Sometimes guys just make good plays, but mm-hmm. I think that Marco was close on a couple. Uh, it was encouraging to hear that he felt like he had a good camp. I feel like Cliff Kingsbury, since the team has been active and adding corners has eased off his Marco slander for the most part. There are a lot of people down on Marco Wilson, but if Marco Wilson, he, I mean, he still has the tools to turn things around. Uh, if they can put him in, a, him in a position to be a little bit more successful than, than the end of last year, I think you should be encouraged by his development. He's 23 years old. He started yeah. as a fourth-round pick last year, a 22-year-old on a team that went 7-0 and to start the season and was a playoff team. And when they lost him for stretches last year, that was a big loss. He was playing really well. Uh, Mark, Marco Wilson, let me give people a little uh, education here in what the Cardinals ail right now, what ails them, I should say. It's not Marco Wilson. Marco Wilson's going to play his role. He's going to play it well. Uh, he's available, which is important. What ails the Cardinals right now is, number one, a lack of talent in certain spots. And Marco Wilson's got a ton of talent. And a lack of availability, right? They're missing players up and down their front seven. A bunch of corners got injured, you know, and uh, what happened to Antonio Hamilton was terrible. He'll be back. Marco Wilson, in my opinion, is checking all the boxes right now. He's got his head up. He's saying all the right things. He's he's practicing hard. We've seen him scrap with DeAndre Hopkins in practice during the training camp. Like I, people, I, I think it's time. Let's let's give Marco Wilson a break. Even if he gives up a couple big plays on Saturday, like 
let's take it contextually. Like, was there a you know blown assignment by, by somebody else and he's making up for it? Is there no pass rush rights? Last year, the defensive backs were humming, and I saw somebody else point this out in the chat, and I think it bears repeating when the pass rush was on. If the Cardinals don't get a pass rush against Patrick Holmes and he's able to sit there seven to ten seconds, of course these guys are going to look susceptible to you know big plays. Marco, to me, will be fine. Uh, I am not concerned at all about him. He and Byron Murphy, I think they have a lot of confidence in going into this matchup. For one, because I think that this kind of new-made receiving core, and you, you heard it from Ron, for Kansas City, I think it plays into their strengths, meaning like they're starting this new era of Chiefs football on the road. There's some uncertainty, whereas like the Cardinals return outside of Robert Alford, who's, you know, he, he was in my mentions today on Twitter. They he they was. bring back like the core four in their secondary, right? right? Like there's some, yeah. there's some continuity there that, that we have to applaud. But yeah, um, it's interesting, Bo Brock. We look at the, the, the this this team right now, and it, thankfully, it looks like the offense, knock on wood, is going to be healthy, uh, relatively healthy, that, that you can expect a full offensive line. I think Pew and Rodney Hudson are both going to play. Zach Ertz, snap count, but we're confident what Max Williams, by the way, is, is set to play. Uh, Trey McBride is ready to be unleashed. You know, they got. I think we have a backs. clip of Trey of, of Kyler talk. I asked Kyler about Trey McBride and where Ooh, his confidence it. was. Yeah, do we have that? Maybe we do. We must not have it. It was, it was, it was shorty. It. He was, yeah. uh, he, but he, he's, sure he says he, he's, he's grasping. He, he's, he's getting a good grasp of the, of the offense. He said the last couple of weeks, especially coming off that sore back that he was dealing with, he's really been encouraged by what he's seen from Trey McBride. And, uh, you know, that, that's, that's, that's great to hear because when he's never really had a, a playmaking tight end, the caliber of McBride, even, even with Zach Hurts. I mean, Zach Hurts came over when he was what, 31 years old yeah. from from philly so you know to get a young spry playmaking tight end that's good and just real one more point about marco like he was getting he was getting toasted by some of the elite white like cooper cup nobody beat nobody stopped cooper marco cup wilson year. why are you locking down odell beckham and cooper <laughs> yeah. cup what's yeah. wrong with you what the hell is wrong with you like dk metcalf tire Lockett, like those guys are nightmares for most dbs uh you know when i look at this this chief's wide receiver core like i think that he can match up with these guys as, as long as schematically andy reed doesn't you know work his magic um which he's fully capable of doing but i think marco physically can can stay with these guys here's kyler murray on trey mcbride today no he's he's been fine he's been great uh, and he's actually he's been picking it up uh quite a bit this past you know week and a half or so so excited to see that Kyler's fro is just so great. He's going to have it braided <laughs> up, I would imagine, on Sunday. I'm going to miss the, the off-season fro. But it was on the uh, Colorado State podcast for DMVR this morning with our guy Justin and just doing a mm -hmm. pulse check, temperature check of both Manny Jones, who we forget went to Colorado State, who's on the practice squad, and Trey McBride. And said, you know, I, I just I feel like the Cardinals are hiding Trey McBride a little bit like they hit Rondell Moore last year. He was playing a little bit of X in, in the preseason wasn't getting a bunch of tar targets because he wasn't working with Trace McSorley, uh, who now is the number two uh, quarterback on this roster. But would it surprise you if Trey McBride scored a touchdown Sunday? It I, I told Justin, it would not surprise me at all if they're in the red zone and they've got Ertz and they've got McBride and they've got like A.J. Green. And those are their big three weapons, size with, with James Conner in the backfield. I, I think that this team is going to want to do as much two to three tight end as possible. They've got a ton of backs for a reason. I would say pump the brakes maybe on the 10 personnel. I think we're going to get Rondell, A.J. Green, and Hollywood, and that's it. 
and we're going to see some heavy. And I'm okay with that because I, the quick strike passing attack, I think is going to come later in the season. Hopkins is back chunk plays, but I'm okay with mucking it up and you, and you give hot Mahomes and company less time to get in a rhythm offensively. I, I want to see Trey McBride have a role. And it sounds like, I mean, Kyler and Cliff are saying all the right things about Trey. He, and he, mm-hmm. he was adamant that being Cliff Kingsbury, the start of training camp, he's not here to play special teams. And I, I love hearing yeah. that he had the tremendous block on the goal line, to spring Daryl Williams for a touchdown against Tennessee. I, if you can get DraftKings right now, Trey McBride, anytime touchdown, I'd be dabbling on that. Cause I can guarantee it's over plus 1000. I think that there's there's another you know angle that the Arizona Cardinals can play this game to to really play uh, to to help them with their defense and if obviously they're ailing lack of depth in the corner room you know JJ Watt potentially missing is like Max Williams is going to be full go come mm-hmm. Sunday Trey McBride we've seen really encouraging things from his his blocking prowess if you don't have Zach Ertz for some reason like. That's that's a good boost to the run game. You've got a stable yeah. of backs, guys that are ready to go, especially James Conner. That's something that we haven't talked about really at all. He's 100% right now. You've got 100% Daryl Williams, and then you've got uh, Eno Benjamin, who's, who's going to be solid and ready to go. Like If this team can establish a run game, and they've been able to do that in every single season or in Cliff Kingsbury, they've been a top 10 rushing team. If they can win the bat, you know, obviously the time of possession and put together drives and put, you know, together second, third and manageable and and really put themselves in position for success, churn clock and keep Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey on the sidelines, that's going to be huge for this team. I mean, that's going to be massive. And if Max Williams, their best blocking tight end being back and Trey McBride giving a boost there, you know, you might need playmaking from your tight ends if you can just, you know, bold those a little bit, if they could open up some rush lanes. They did more with less. I think last year, you look at San Francisco winning on the road with Colt McCoy and James Conner and, and AJ <laughs> Green, and that was about it, right? And they pulled out the yeah. W. Uh, this offense a little bit different, but we're going to be able to watch this game from our brand new PHNX studio this Sunday. But before we get there, we're going to be hanging out at the Lola for the first official PHNX tailgate of the season. We're going to be doing this every home game. Come out. Hang with myself, Bill Brock, Damian Anderson, the GM Saul Bookman. We're all going to be there. It's only 20 bucks, and it's all you can drink free for Peak Spirit immediately following the PHNX Tailgate Show. Come and hang out. Bring the family. Family-friendly atmosphere. Excellent time to hang out before the game. And then just, if you got tickets, walk on over to State Farm Stadium and root for the Redbirds to get a W. That's this Sunday, 10 a.m. Tickets are on sale Right now, get them before they sell out. And then immediately following the game, you can check us out on the PHNX Cardinals post-game show. And we will be sitting in style in our exclusive Moore Furniture. They hooked up the entire office, the whole nine. If you're interested in checking out Moore's Furniture, check them out at moorefurniture.com. It is awesome. We thank them. And we also thank you if you come out to the tailgate and you're not feeling great, go get a COVID-19 vaccine. Remember, everybody, they're free. For everybody five and older, those 12 and older are also eligible for a booster. We want you at every tailgate. We want you at everything that you can be at this fall, but you can't be there if you don't feel well. So get a vaccine, be feeling good, be protected. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. All right, the Cardinals announced their captains today, Bull Brock, for the 2022 season. Let's let's pick this shit apart. Emma, if we could, <laughs> but if you haven't seen it, the Arizona Cardinals 2022 captains, there they are. And uh, very similar group to last year, actually identical, minus, I believe, DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. 
And is it inserting Jalen Thompson? Was Jalen Thompson a captain last year? Yeah, I think I think you're right with that. Was James Conner? He could have been a captain last year. He was. He was a captain. Was Jalen a a captain last year? I don't think so. I think probably Chandler Jones was was a part of that group. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I know Rodney was in his first year. He still was able to, and JJ was able to grab that uh, the captain. Gardak, I think, was just because of his special teams prowess. But yeah, yeah. I mean, J- Jalen Thompson, Dennis Gardak, James Conner, Kyler Murray, DJ Humphreys, Buda Baker, Rodney Hudson, and, and JJ Watt. And you hope that, you know, none of those guys, like Rodney and, and JJ, those guys are kind of game times, as, as we've heard. Uh, you hope they can get everybody and be at full strength. But yeah, it's a, it's a good group. It's a good leadership group. You know, a lot of people, when I announced, when I tweeted out that Kyler was one of their captains, everybody had, you know, you, you get the, him kind of being a polarizing figure out there, you get people saying, yeah, but he's not a leader. It's like, okay, you don't really follow this team that closely. Uh, you know, he's in his fourth year and he's ready to roll. I mean, he is a leader of this team. He's a, whether you he's like a it or not. time captain now. He's a three time yeah. captain. This is his third consecutive year. Uh, I want to remind everybody, uh, Trey McBurr, excuse me, Trey Lance, second year with the 49ers, not a captain. So read that into what you want. Uh, Dennis Gardeck, I think is your default captain of this of the special team unit you've got two captains on the offensive line you've got four captains offensively then on the defensive side i mean like it just the cardinals have two safeties as captains i think it just speaks mm-hmm. to how high they feel like jalen thompson buda baker play for this team uh both have brand new contracts buda last year jalen this year are you surprised no isaiah simmons considering he's going to call the defense or maybe that's that's next year yeah, that's that's. I think that's coming next year. I mean, it could be somebody that they could add, you know, throughout the season. I, I don't think that you know. Obviously, it's a it's an honor at this point in in the leaders that you envision having for that season. But yeah, I think a lot of people are going to uh, listen to a lot of what Isaiah Simmons has to say in, in his third year, and it's going to be big. But now he really, I think the team wants him to focus on you know wearing that green dot, being the kind of the the leader of the defense calling in the defense from Vance Joseph and his play. That's going to be so big for Isaiah Simmons in year three to, to really back up that eighth overall selection still. But yeah, I mean, I, I think um, I don't think you should be disappointed that he's not. Um, but at the same token, I think he's somebody that, that can emerge. No doubt about it. Um, people are asking about Marcus golden being a captain. That's, that's a little bit odd. They're saying that the laugh, lack of uh, presence that he's had really at at preseason training camp. Let's talk about that. Um, Was he at practice today, just hanging out on the sideline? Was he not there at all? No, I didn't see him at all. I didn't see him. I didn't didn't see Trayvon Mullen at all either. I mean, the guys who were gone were gone today. They weren't, they they were not around. Yeah. Yep. Are we, are we ready to put the conspiracy theory hat on uh, Johnny venerable tinfoil hat? Here it is. (laughs) <laughs> um, I'm officially ready to go full steam ahead. Marcus Golden's fine. And uh, he's going to play this weekend, assuming he gets more money. Do, do we feel like that's a real thing? I don't buy the toe thing. Um, he has never been hurt consistently in his NFL career ever. He's always played. He's played through injuries. One of the toughest SOBs on this Cardinal roster. I, I feel like when push comes to shove, he's either going to be fearful of missing a game check and rightfully so on Sunday or they're going to give him more money. Do you, are, are you in that position now? Can we put you put the tinfoil on your head? <laughs> that it's that it's not a toe issue. Yes, that it's that, that it's that DJ it's, Humphreys 2.0 hold in. Look, I, I'll I'll put in. You know, I'll put on. I don't think you really put your hat on. on. Get us on the helicopter, on. Look, Emma. There, there it is. <laughs> that's what we want. Get to the chopper. Yeah, I'm there with you. But here's the thing. 
I don't think I don't think it's going to be contingent on getting a new deal to play Sunday. I mean, I I really don't think he wants to miss a, a game check. I really don't. Uh, but it, it is, yeah. It's it seems kind of silly. I, I really don't think it's 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 a toe. But we'll see. I mean, that's. I, I mean, don't nobody's me played nobody, nobody's way. played preseason yet. So I mean, how much has he missed? I mean, they haven't had him out there with his. With like in during the joint practices or anything like that, but it, it's still for him. They just come in cold, and he's just doing some workout on the practice field ask, by let himself. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. First team defense is Devon Kennard starting with the first team defense. Well, here's the thing, and, and here's a couple. And it might even include you. So Trace McSorley was signed from the practice squad. Yeah, there's a key part here. He was not. He was not elevated. Arizona Cardinals have a certain amount of practice squad elevations they can make. Mm. So they haven't elevated anybody. Oh. And here's a, here's a guy that's sitting on their depth chart too, uh, which from what I've heard was a, a kind of a sign of respect to Devon Kennard. Uh, but it, it's something that's kind of unprecedented as far it's as dumb. the NFL it's goes. Dumb. Can we call it dumb? It's dumb. That he's well, is he is he coming up by Sunday? Do you think he'll be elevated? Right, that's game my question. Day? Is he is right. he part of the first team defense now in preparation for Marcus Golden not to play on Sunday? That's but it's like what you said week. yesterday. He's like, what the hell are we doing? Why didn't he just make the roster from the jump? Like, do they? If Marcus Golden had a serious injury, they would not have cut Devon Kennard. I firmly believe that. If he had a serious injury, he would have been placed on injured reserve. Devon Kennard would be brought up. You have to go through the tea leaves. You put your tinfoil hat on with the rest of us. There's no <laughs> flipping way they're rolling into week one with Devon Kennard yeah. potentially being scooped up by another team, Marcus Golden not playing, and it's Victor Dumekeji and Dennis Gardeck and a bunch of rookies. There's no way they let that happen. They know they have Marcus in their back pocket whenever this gets resolved, and they felt comfortable cutting Devon Kennard bringing him back. He's in this gray area tweener zone, poor bastard, like either bring him <laughs> up or don't. But I, I do feel like if Kennard was going to play on Sunday based on Marcus Golden's absence, he'd be running with the ones on defense right now. You know, it, it, it was very sobering, you know, when, when you see Kennard with the PS on the depth chart and then it's you so just, because, because we, us stupid idiots were doing our sack dance because we thought Vance had learned from his, you know, his mistakes and he was going to play the young guys. And we see poor Cameron Thomas and my Sanders just buried on the, behind a guy. Yeah. Ben came. He's a, we have zombie Devon Kennard on the depth chart right now. He's a zombie. <laughs> he's a freaking uh, zombie. Sean, our our graphics savant will make us a Devon Kennard gra- <laughs> uh, zombie graphic for uh, Sunday afternoon. He can't help this team if he's on the practice squad, even if he's above Cameron Thomas and Maze Sanders on the depth chart. It'll be one of the two young kids. Um, I I feel like Golden's situation will be resolved. I, it just has to be. I, I'm a I'm concerned that they're concerned that they set a precedent with DJ Humphreys. And everybody wants a new deal is going to hold in. But, I mean, that's the life of the NFL right now. And I think Golden has – I disagree with you. I feel like Golden has a lot of leverage because I've – especially with Watt banged up now and you could sell me on the fact, well, they'll kick Watt to defensive end. He'll rush the passer. Like, you want Marcus Golden or J.J. Watt, compromise, Chandler Jones, you're in trouble, man, against the best quarterback potentially in the NFL. And you got a bunch of young kids out there, inexperienced up and down, and Zayvon Collins kind of flailing about, like – I got real concerns with this defense, and I think that's what everybody feels right now. It went from, if everything falls into place, we're in good shape, to shit's hitting the fan real quick. And it 
I want to be wrong. I want to be wrong. Come Sunday afternoon doing the postgame show. And it's like, what an inspiring performance by Vance Joseph and company to secure this victory. Interception by Buda Baker. Everybody goes home happy for once from State Farm Stadium. I don't have that feeling right now. I feel like it's going to be Kyler Murray, hero ball, shot for shot. You got to score touchdowns every possession because our defense right now just it just has too many liabilities. What would be the best case scenario to make you feel, and this is grading on a curve, you know, decent about this defense? As we look at, you know, obviously who is, has been at practice and who hasn't, like, and with the I prospect don't... of Devon Kennard, like, what's the best case scenario, in your opinion, for Sunday for this defense? Like, fast forward, it's Sunday afternoon. What is what has transpired? Is that what you're asking? Well, me? Who, who's available and yeah, and who can who can make an impact? Like, I think Watt's going to play, but he hasn't practiced in forever. Like, I can't feel good about that right now. I want to, but he's not available. And then I do think Marcus Golden plays. But I think for me to feel good about this defense, you hold this this unit under 30 points and you force two turnovers. And I think that's the best Cardinals chance to win a close game, field goal game. Um, and that obviously, Kyler Murray and company cannot turn the ball over. But I think you keep Patrick Mahomes, Vance Joseph, under 30 points at home and you force a couple turnovers, That that's a win for this defense that you can then build upon in a very winnable game the following week at Las Vegas. But if you're, man, if you're, if you're pulling a week 18 of last year with Russell Wilson and the Seahawks playing for nothing, and they kicked your ass at State Farm Stadium and cost you a division title, and you let Rashad Penny run up and down for 180 yards, and I got a demoralizing defense, you know, Cardinals scored 30-plus points in that game, and they lost, and they had a... You know, every reason to win that game with what the San Francisco 49ers did at L.A., I can't see that again. I can't unsee that game, first of all, but I can't see that again. And if if it's Devon Kennard and Dennis Gardak as your book and edge rushers, people are going to be pissed at Vance, and then they're going to turn their frustration to the general manager, Steve Kime. Where were the offseason moves? We pushed yeah. all of our chips and the young guys. They're not playing. We leaned on offense. Didn't happen. I, I am not sure. I hate being negative. I hate being negative. It's a, it's a, <laughs> what do you call it? It's hyperbole, but I don't know. I, I want to feel good about it. Give me a reason to feel good about a Cardinals on Sunday. I can give you a reason to feel good right now. Check out gophnx.com. The PHNX merchandise locker, Hollywood Hills on Camelback Mountain is the hottest tea right now going in the Valley. There it is. We love Hollywood. We love the Hollywood sign and we love Camelback Mountain. Why don't combine Two of our fave loves right now. You can get it right now at the PHNX Merchandise Locker. You can become a member at gophnx.com at just under 60 bucks. Use that promo code Howard. 50 bucks, get a free t-shirt. How about that deal? One of wow. the best deals that we've ever done. Just, um, you know, Steve Nash dishing out these discounts, dishing out <laughs> these deals on the regular. Carol saying you guys are so optimistic, it's making me pessimistic. Pessimistic, I need balance. We're usually pretty optimistic on this show. I am not Mr. Negative, but I can look at the fact that Watt hasn't practiced Bobrock in almost a month, and I'm allowed to not feel good about that. Yeah, I mean, I saw in the in the comments when we had uh, Ron Kopp on, it's like, what's the difference between Andy Reid's, you know, training camp in, in the country club that we have? And it's uh, it's <laughs> it literally is that's the, a country club. that is that's the best thing to put. It's a country club. There's a lot of old people, and they're still getting injured. It's uh, it's a it's a good comparison. And it's unfortunate, but yeah, you, you, and, and like I said, at the beginning of the show, I think that the, the Cardinals kind of, they want it this way. They want to have this just complete, just murky water as far as, and I don't think it, I don't 
personally believe it's that big of an advantage going up against no. Kansas City. Kansas City just does what it does. Um, and yeah, I'm, I don't know. We'll just see like them playing so close to the best and all this stuff and having weird things like Kennard second on the depth chart on the practice squad. I, is there any way? So if, if Marcus Golden plays and JJ Watt plays, is there any way they elevate Devon Kennard or do they say just that keep one, that, say that one more time? If, if JJ time. Watt is a go and Marcus Golden is a go, is there any chance that they don't elevate Devon Kennard? Yes. I think in that scenario, they wouldn't elevate him. Yeah, based on okay. like he's not on the team. He's not on the fifty-three yeah. man roster. So, but he's the only guy practicing right now, which is, <laughs> I mean, which is kind of sucks for the Cardinals. I mean, it's, it, I, it, I don't think, I think getting those guys out there and practicing, being preparing for this game is your best shot of taking on a, a juggernaut offense right. like Mahomes. You, you don't not rolling off the training table. Yeah, right. See, that's the part of the problem, too, is if you feel like Marcus Golden is holding in and the Cardinals, as they've been known to do sometimes, are dragging their feet with this negotiation. It's like, yeah, well, Marcus won't miss a game check. Okay, if he plays and he's, you know, hasn't practiced in two weeks, like, that doesn't look good for you guys. I know you won your stance and you you saved a couple million dollars, but I'd rather have Junkyard Dog at full strength, kicking ass, happy, and taking names and getting two and a half sacks against, you know, Patrick Mahomes. But uh, wouldn't it be something, Arizona Animal, of all the, the shit talking we've done, mostly me, if Devon Kennard in the offseason, he rolls into State Farm Stadium Sunday and has a, has a big game. It would be, you know, it would be it would be uh, Hassan Reddick-esque. It would be Andy Isabella-esque. Um, yeah. Kyler Murray, please save us. Uh, please like this video. So we didn't hit the 100 likes yesterday, Bill Brock. So we can try it again here. If this video on YouTube right now, if you smash the like button, we're, it gets over 100 close likes. close on the other vision. Wait, we've wait hit, we're close. We have, no, 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 We've hit. We can't get not, 10 it's, more? It's ended. it's ended. You have 24 hours. Oh, you over. didn't put the, the clock on that? Well, then nobody will like this video. So okay. we have to continue on. Fine. I can't just let it go forever. Like this video. If this video gets to over 100 likes, I will attempt to chug a beer, which I've done many times. Fail. <laughs> yes. So sorry. I will do this again live. Oh. <laughs> God damn it. Live on our PHNX tailgate show from the Lola Sunday morning, bright and early, 945. Maybe bold chug one with me at the Lola. He won't because he's going to cover the team later like a big J journalist he is. Um, <laughs> but this has to hit 100 likes. Yesterday, we got... Real close. We didn't hit it today. Like it if you want to see that. But if you also we're at ninety, that doesn't count. Ninety. I said yesterday, ninety-nine is not the same as a hundred. The video can't just go on forever. But this podcast will go on forever. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star reviews wherever you get your podcast. One more time, I want to welcome the newest member of the PHNX Cardinals family, Hall of Fame writer Howard Balzer is going to be writing. For gophnx.com, he is bringing so much to the table. 40-plus years of NFL experience now in our back pocket. Began writing in the NFL 1977. My fateful St. Louis football Cardinals migrated to Arizona. Keeping the party going, Bo Brock. We are so fired up to have Howard in the fold. Welcome, my good friend. And uh, we are excited to have you join us this Sunday. But until then, for Bo Brock, I'm Johnny Venerable. We will talk to you guys manana. Peace.